I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello and welcome along to the first VMTV Rugby Pod of the Year. Matt and Alan, it's great to be back. Andy Farrell named his 37-man squad for the Six Nations just this morning. Plenty of talking points. Alan, suppose the biggest one, Joey Carberry left out. What do you make of it? Uh, surprised, I think. Um, obviously, um, it's a big call. I think first and foremost, we should... Uh, we probably... We could easily get lost here and Joey Carberry not being in the squad. Um, because he's the most experienced fly half behind Johnny Sexton. But I think Ross Bourne had to be in there. And I think that's that's where the problem came for Joey Carberry. Uh, Ross Bourne's form, that winning kick against Australia, um, the way he's played with Leinster, the connection between him and, and uh, you know, Gibson Park, um, players around him as well, Gary Ringrose. Um, so, look, it's... it's uh, it's a tough it's a tough one on Joy Carberry. There's no doubt about that. But um they're picking three fly halves and, and somebody had to lose out. And I think obviously Jack Crowley has come on the scene as well and 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 both Carberry and Crowley have worked well together and and played well together and looked um like there's a bit of cohesion there, a bit of an understanding. Um but for Joey Carberry it's a blow, it's a big blow. And I thought he's played quite well this year. Um, I think some would argue that um, you know he needs to do better and needs to front up more. But I th- I think a lot of his play this year has been really good. It was interesting. He was taken off on 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 at the weekend against Northampton, and Car- uh, um, Jack Crowley was pushed in at ten. I don't think that helps a situation a week before an Irish squad, but. Um, credit to Jack Crowley and and to Ross Byrne for for you know them taking on the mantle and putting pressure on on the on, on Joey Carberry and we've been looking for that for years. Um, there's still a difference between all the fly halves and 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 what Johnny Sexton brings, but it's a it's a big disappointment. And you know when you when you peel it back, one of them had to lose out. And so when I said shock at the start, I I didn't see it coming. Um, I thought Andy Farrell would still stick with him, but it is what it is. Now he's got to dust himself down and, and try and respond um, with a big game for Munster at the weekend. Matt, did you see it coming? I know you've always been a big fan of Ross Byrne. Of course, a kick against Australia takes something to do that and win the game pretty much. But Matt, did you see did you see that happening where Joey Carberry missed out? Stu, let me chop that up into two pieces. I think it's the right decision but I didn't think they'd do it. Uh, I wrote in the Irish Times about it last week. Jo- Joey's, oh, look, I really feel for Joey and I don't want to be smacking him down and his family and who are going to be really hurting. 
you know, we all remember getting dropped and it, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. And, and you know, to, for Joey, it's, it's in, you know, it's in front of everyone. It's humiliating and all that. And I'm, I'm not trying to push down on the guy. But what Joey doesn't do well for Ireland when there's a little bit less time is vary his depth at like, like Sexton does so brilliantly. And, and, you know, look, it's what Alan says. Sexton's an all-time great. So no one's going to be as good as Sexton. So let's, let's sort of put Johnny aside. But what Joey's not doing is moving on to the ball before he catches it, getting his hip square up the field so he becomes a threat. And so you, he's not just a distributor, you become a threat. So defenders are drawn to you. And then you can pass and do what you want. Joey's a fine player. There's no two ways about it. But at international level, he hasn't been doing that. Ross Byrne does that brilliantly for Leinster, and he's been superb for Leinster. Now, Joey's had, I think it's 37 caps, whatever it is, 30-something caps, and a lot of opportunity. At a certain point, I felt the selectors had to say, look, he just hasn't moved on at international level the way we wanted to. And I agree with Quinn. He's played well for Munster um, uh, in the recent weeks. I think it's a really hard-nosed decision, a really tough decision. I admire them. I didn't think they'd do it. I just think Ross Byrne deserves another shot. And and I, it's not me, Matt Williams, saying that. He's earned another shot. And especially when you consider that what Ireland are doing is playing a very similar system to Lancelot, almost identical. I, I think that he fits into that system and is playing doing things I just said, moving on to the ball, varying his depth depending where he wants to attack and getting his hip square up the field and becoming a threat. Uh, and you can see how flat he was last week and beautiful skills. He's earned his shot at this. But, uh, again, I, I, I didn't think Barrel and his selectors would do it. Uh, but I do think it's – at this point, I don't think Joey's gone or finished, but I think Ross Burns earned his shot and I think it's the right decision. Yeah, we may well see – Joey come back in maybe for the World Cup if he has a yeah. good end of the season, of course. But Alan, in your eyes, who's who would be? I know there's plenty of rugby and hasn't even started the Six Nations. Who is number two at the moment? Is it Ross Byrne or is it Jack Crowley? Um, I don't know. Um, I think what we saw in November when when Jack Crowley stepped up, you would think that um, we don't know this yet because the pecking order would suggest that it's Sexton, uh, Jack Crowley, and Ross Byrne. It depends. Um, what they've seen in the last number of weeks. Jack Crowley's played a bit in centre, hasn't he? So he hasn't been starting at fly half. Ross Byrne has been playing consistently well with Leinster, given, you know, Leinster have 20 players in this Irish squad. It's phenomenal. Uh, 20 players in the squad. That just shows the depth, um, the level they're at, the confidence they're at, the cohesion they have. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Ross Byrne does now when he's mixed and matched with other players around him. And... Um, I think that, you know, we're probably all a little bit guilty of, of um, labeling, labeling Ross Byrne a little bit a couple of years ago as maybe limited in his skill sets and, you know, very good solid out half, good kicker, uh, astute, um, great place kicker, does the basics well. Um, and any kind of faults that we could find were probably that ability to run at the line and be a real threat. I think he's worked on that. He, he's a big physical player. Um, but I see Jack Crowley as someone that he has some of the attributes that Sexton has, that little bit of physical presence, that bit of niggle, that bit of personality. Not to the same level. He's still a very young player. But I think that we've seen some glimpses that he could be the one that 
that closes that gap um that we have you know that we've been talking about for a long time but so it's it's hard to say who's number two who's number three i think they'll be pitted against each other i think this weekend again will will um you know be be looked at closely and probably the way they you know the way they train um in the next couple of weeks but there's not a lot of time it's it's two weeks saturday two weeks um they're going to be running out in the principality against wales so um it looks like that you know the talk is that johnny sexton will be back um he'll probably have to train that week at a match so it'll be um it'll be a big boost for ireland to have him but if he didn't stay well given what we saw in november it'll probably be it, it possibly jack crowley but i don't know uh that could have changed in the mindset of mike cash who obviously would be the main main go-to man here as to what backline he wants for 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 the game against Wales. Matt, a final one on the tens. You know, throughout the Six Nations, say everyone is fit. You know, Johnny's obviously, well, should hopefully start the first game. But how would you play it out in regards to 10 game time, you know, throughout the tournament? Obviously, plenty of variations and changes. But if everyone's fit and ready to go throughout the tournament? I, I think Jack Crowley's a great talent. I, I do think 2027... World Cup in Australia, Crowley's your man. And I think he'll come through in that time. Ross Byrne, 100 games for Leinster, Heineken Cup finals under his belt, a lot of experience, um, superb goal kicker, metro, metronomic at the moment. Look, I, I think Ross might do that, although Crowley, the fact he can play 12 might make him a good bench player. I, I, I'm not so certain Sexton's going to make this first game. Um, it's, I think it's just going to be a medical decision. And, and as Alan knows, like when you when you've got a fractured a fracture up here, the whole thing's just going to be when they're going to scan him and say it's thick enough that you can play. I, I personally think they mightn't play him against Wales because if he plays against Wales and gets injured, he's out for the six the whole Six Nations. It's the French game that they're really focusing on. So maybe they hold him back and give one of these two or both of them because one will start and one will be on the bench. Uh, the Wales game. Um, I suspect that might be the case. I, I can't guarantee that because it is a medical decision. Sexton wants to play every single second of every single game. We know that. But I, I, I think it would be really good also moving into the World Cup if these guys are going to play a big game in the World Cup. If Johnny gets injured, I think it would be really – Wales would be the one to do it at this stage because the atmosphere in Cardiff, I mean, that is a mind-boggling atmosphere. With the, It's just the most electric place to play in the world, in my opinion, as far as pre-game and, and noise and the ability to communicate, all the things you need, you tend to do, you put under the extreme pressure in that that cauldron, that beautiful cauldron, <coughs> the the, uh, the the old Millennium Stadium, the Principality Stadium, with the singing and all that sort of stuff. It's just horrific out on the pitch. So I think it would be a great experience for one of these guys. For me, um, I, I, I definitely... Uh, have Ross in front at this stage of his career that is not being detrimental to Crowley. I think he's a great talent and I think he will be the man come uh, come post post this World Cup. Okay, we will see how it pans out over the next weeks and months. Alan, other big calls or calls anyway, Keith Earls and Connor Murray, both in the squad, missed out recently with Munster, haven't been the flavour of a month there. Was that always a given for you, Alan, or did you think he may have dropped one of them or... Or, or both, or else always a shoe in that they were both going to make it? No, they weren't always a shoe in. I think I, I worry that both of them um, could be left out. And um, on form, that was a real possibility. But, 
you know, Matt knows this as a coach. He knows more than me, and I'm not trying to put Matt on the spot. Sometimes I, I think coaches have to be given a little bit of leeway to go with their gut as well. Um, with certain players, and people will argue that that's not fair and you've got to pick on form all the way through. But sometimes personality matters, character matters. Um, and he obviously still believes um, they're two backs, so I'm, I'm laying all the blame here on my cat. I've mentioned him twice. But, you know, my cat knows these guys inside out. Um, I'm sure the other coaches obviously have an opinion on when they're, when they're sitting down to pick a squad. But, um, as I said, the argument is there. They haven't played. They haven't hit the, hit the straps that we know they can this season. Um, is it in them again? You would like to think so. They're still, um, they have a lot of mileage on the clock, but they're very experienced players and they're big characters. Um, but they need to improve their form. Um, they need to find form. And they, the Irish selectors obviously believe it. Um, the argument with Conor Murray is, you know, should Caelan Blade be in there? Does he feel uh, aggrieved that he's not in, in, in the squad? Um you know, so you're going from an incredibly experienced player who was probably a couple of years ago the best scrum half in the world to someone who's inexperienced and, and, and has a lot of quality as well. So, you know, coaches go with their gut feelings. Um, and these are not form selections because both players didn't play last week against Northampton. Um, they haven't um, had top-class performances the last few times. Keith Earls has been a very disrupted season with injury. Um, so um, they're fortunate to be there, but there's a part of me that really thinks, yeah, I, I, I like the fact this this situation, but um, I don't think either of them will start. But I think they've got to they've got to really add quality as regards the experience, presence, and training standards, all that kind of stuff. So again, um, you could pick holes in these selections, but. They're, they're, there's a lot of experience and, and they are characters. And I heard this last week from certain people in around the Munster squad. Um, they were probably, you know, brilliant leaders last week in the group with a lot of young players in Munster. And it does make a difference. You, you As a coach, you love to see that. Um, I would have experienced being dropped before for this uh, certain matches and disappointments and the inclination, the hardest part as a player is to put that smile on your face and get out in the training field and start encouraging other people. It's really difficult, uh, particularly when you're young. As you get older, um, it's a little bit easier. It still hurts a lot, but you've got to get behind the team and support the team. And they did that last week. So I'm not saying that's why they should be in the squad. I think they're still quality players who who need to find an extra gear now in the next couple of weeks and, and not just be part players of the Six Nations but really pushing to try and get starts as well yeah Mark. can I throw something there you just on there. Yeah. sorry Stu no, the, no, other no, thing, no. the other thing I think there Al um, I think Farrell trusts them you know uh, and, and and that trust is built up on their performances over many years I agree they're not going to start but really when you're coming into this you talked about coaches they have never let their coach down and Farrell knows that. And when you get that relationship with a player, where the player knows the coach believes him, the coach believes in the player, I think they're good selections for the squad. And I agree with you. I don't think they're going to start, but I, I do understand. And they are, they are players. I think that's a really important point, Matt. Um, if Gibson Park was injured in the morning, yeah. do you play um, Craig Casey? There's an argument then to say, well, we'll start Connor Murray 
because he will do the basics really well. He'll be an extra defender for you. And you bring Casey on with that spark yeah. and that pace Absolutely. and stuff. So it gives you an option there. And you they probably looked at these things. Someone like Keith Earls, if he comes into the team, if if you know he ended up being under 23 and coming off the bench, he still has that ability to score tries and he still has that quality. So it's trust, and that's a big thing, and that's what's what's swung in their favor here. Yeah. Matt, just on that, you know, one's got a hundred caps, the other one's got ninety-eight. So it would have been a big call to leave them both out, wouldn't it? Like they can add so much, even if as Alan says, not playing, but in around the camp. Yeah, and, and look, uh, uh, Quinny's pointed out exactly their recent form. But, you know, they were fantastic in New Zealand. Um, they were fantastic last six nations. As as in Connor wasn't starting a lot of those games, he was off the bench behind Jamison Gibson Park. But they're an integral part of that squad. And they've got they've got money in the bank, if you know what I mean. They're not they're not a young guy coming in where they've got to keep playing every day. These guys have got money in the bank. They've got a hundred and ninety-eight caps for Ireland where they've given their all and that's where the trust comes from. They know what these guys are capable of. So even though they're not doing it for Munster just now, they, they the coach has so much faith in their relationship and their past their past exploits in a green jersey. He selected them in a, in a squad. Remember, it's not the starting 23, in a squad. And that's the right thing to do. You know, Keith would be fantastic, I think, off the bench at this stage of his career because he covers, he covers outside centre as well. We haven't got a lot of players that cover outside centre at the moment with Robbie uh, Henshaw out. So th- there's, there's also reasons there. And Connor Murray, you know, he's captain of the Lions. There's, there's a whole lot of leadership that you bring in around the squad that isn't just about the jersey, you know. It, it's about what what extras do these guys come in, uh, bring into the squad, and and leadership uh, away from home is everything. And uh, you know, look, I, I don't argue with any of those. I, I think they're good selections in the squad to to drive it through, looking towards a World Cup. I, I think they're really good, and I think they will um, be there or thereabouts at the World Cup. They'll take three nines, and I think Connor will definitely go. No, I think it's fair to say he's a different type of nine to the other two, Conor Murray. Yeah, he is. Um, I think the the game keeps changing all the time. We're back to um, quick deliveries and and just moving the ball away. And it's probably a couple of years that that's happening. Um, Conor's um, biggest strength is his all-round game. I think he's really good at everything. Um, is he as quick as Craig Casey or Gibson Park? Probably not. Um, but... You'd love to think that Connor, um, he, he he's the kind of fellow I think you need. He needs games. He needs a regular run of games, um, and it's difficult. Munster have three scrum halves. Paddy Patterson is someone who uh, wouldn't. I wouldn't be amazed if he comes in the mix in the next few months, or or possibly comes to the attention of Andy Farrell. Um, but you can only pick two when you're 23, and uh, their judgment calls sometimes. But Connor Murray offers. You know, that experience, that quality, that kicking game, um, if there's any fault, it's just the delivery needs to be quick and snappy. And that's what the modern day game requires. But he hasn't, um, you know, as Matt said, he, this guy's played in three line stores. Um, you'd love to see him having a surge and a run like Johnny Sexton, the way a couple of years ago people, we were all getting a bit doubtful about Johnny Sexton. Maybe could he continue? Was he the man going forward? And he's had a, such a resurgence in his career. And um, I think Conor Murray has that ability to do that. And he has those performances in him. And the way the game has gone now, it's, 
you you change it up with substitutions. You're or, and there's a lot of rotation. And the older you get, too much rotation doesn't benefit you sometimes because you need to keep that sharpness up. Younger players can nearly come in with that burst of energy. And I think Connor, he needs matches. You know, he it'd be great coming into the Six Nations if he'd played the last three, four, five games at Munster, but he hasn't. Um, so he's got to find ways to, you know, to get himself up to speed with his own individual conditioning and stuff like that and working with Jason Cowan in the next couple of weeks. But um, he still has ability and a lot to offer this team. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, Matt, if we look at the other end of the scale, the youngsters, the only known cap player in the squad, 21-year-old Kildareman, Jamie Osborne, rewarded for his form with Leinster. Can you see him play a part in the championship? And firstly, it's great to have for him and his family getting a first shout in the squad. Yeah, and he's, he's earned that. He's been superb for Leinster. Man of the match. Um, I, I think McCluskey, he, he let's, let's, you know, Henshaw is out. What, what's, where does Bundiaki go? Um, you know, I still think he's behind McCluskey. We've got to give McCluskey real credit for what he did in November. I thought he was superb every opportunity he got. Uh, but I do believe Henshaw will be back, even though he's not named in the squad. I think he'll be back maybe for the Italy game, maybe for the mid-game, uh, if he's got a, a minor wrist injury, I believe. Now, um, but again, it's depth, isn't it? Look at the look who, who's been left out of the squads. You know, you, these guys are getting experience um, because Henshaw's out, he'll be in the squad, he'll learn, he'll be around. He mightn't start. I don't think he will start, depending on, on what uh, happens with Pundiaki. And I, I think, he's, as I said, he's, he's the number four centre in that group. But he is a player of the future. As I said, like Crowley, he's the next World Cup. Um, you know, you could, you could certainly see Crowley and Osborne forming a partnership going for, for Ireland going forward towards 2027. So a very exciting... And again, that's how you learn. You learn you learn more off your fellow players than you do off any coach. So you go into this squad as a young guy, you know, that's just played really well for his province. And this is a huge learning curve. You know, he's gonna go down to Portugal, you're gonna be you're gonna be outside a lot of these players, meeting all the guys, the other personalities from the other the other squads. And this is something that Ireland have done brilliantly for twenty years, is how the national team blends and how they develop relationships and friendships and trust in each other so quickly um, when you come into a national team, which is the art of international rugby. It's so different at club rugby where you're together for months and months. You've got to walk in there and, and develop that relationship and get that communication and trust and all that up really quickly. 
how do you do that? You learn from your fellow professionals. And, and I think this is going to be a great uh, learning curve for him and Crowley. And I, I think they'll be if, – if he sticks in this squad, which I believe he will, because I think they'll add Henshaw. I'm not so sure they'll kick him out. They might leave him there. But if he goes through this Six Nations, I think it's a great learning curve for him. And he, he's a he's a really exciting prospect. Yeah, he certainly is exciting. Alan, your take on Jamie Osborne looks like a, a real talent, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He looks um... – he looks like a really exciting young player with uh, with great physical attributes, power, pace, great offloading ability. Um, the offload down in, in Thoman Park against Munster for, for for Luke McGrath out of nothing. I think um, everyone was like, "Wow, uh, where did that come out of?" And um, but he, he's shown in the last 12, 12 months with Leinster, he has ability and he's great running. Uh, a footballing centre as well. So um, it's a big opportunity for him and it's a great confidence booster for him coming into the squad. And uh, he's someone who deserves to be in the squad. I think um, he could feature. Um, I think uh, the starting probably 12-13 will be Bundy Aki and Gary Ringrose. But yeah. um, I think we'll see we'll see some of Jamie Osborne um, in this championship. I think Stuart McCluskey will certainly want to get opportunity as well. but. Um, Jamie Osborne is a is a really exciting player and and he's certainly not just for the future but for for the here and now. I wouldn't I wouldn't have any issues with him going into um, you know uh, an international game now and I believe he has the ability to perform there. Alan, I just want to stick with you because former being a former monster player, Gavin Coombs back in the mix. Fair enough. Yeah, it is fair enough. I think he uh, November was disappointing for him. Um, I think this is the. The, the reaction we've seen in recent weeks has been exactly what you want from a player when they, they have disappointments around selection. He didn't get any opportunity in November. He played the A game against New Zealand and uh, it wasn't the best night for any of any for Gavin Coombs or his teammates. Um, they were trounced that night. Um, so, you know, I think he's he's certainly disappointing. He didn't start down in Cork against South Africa as well for Munster. So he's um, had those couple of setbacks. I think he's come out with the right reaction. I think there's still think there's more to his game. He's an incredible specimen, uh, athletic, powerful, really physical, um, and we know he's a great. He's so hard to stop when he gets close to the line, and he seems to be um, the one that you know gets his hands in the ball. and And there's an inevitability about it. Um, a lot of the time, when he gets there, he scores tries, but there's 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 a there's a there's a running back row here as well with ball in hand and I think that's where he needs to develop more and um, use his acceleration power to, to to run in open field and you know because he has that strength and he's a really good footballer as well so look I think he's uh, he deserves to be in there and um, he's in there on merit and he's in there on recent performances and giving everyone a reminder of, of the potential he has um, the next level um, is the interesting one and I think he, I think the ability is there. He just needs to find it and and bring a little bit more um, attitude and aggression to his his uh, his performances. He's a very laid back kind of nice guy. Um, I think there's 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 a bit of an aggression needed there, and I think he's because physically he can match anybody. And I think he's a really really intelligent footballer as well. Matt, a province which has struggled, as much as I hate to say it, over the last couple of months, Ulster. 
few players have missed out, probably cost them because of their club form, you know, how the results have gone. Nick Timothy and Kieran Treadwell. What do you make of that? Tough, tough uh, on them because, you know, they had, they had a great season last season. Also, they played superb rugby and that's just deserted them, hasn't it, at the moment? Um, and, and, look, you've got to pick the, the, the quality of the players around is so high at the moment. And, the, again, the coaches, we need to give the coaches a lot of credit. You look at Prendergast, Prendergast, uh, Leinster guys gone over to Connacht, given the opportunity down in, in uh, again, in New Zealand against the Maori in the A games, and he's forced his way in on form. And that's what you want. You want competition within that. Henderson is also back, so th- that's pushed Kieran Treadwell out. But it's great to see Henderson back. Ireland need him either starting or on the bench in their 23. So, look, it, it's no one, no one wants to see players miss out. But in the same breath, what you've got to have is ultimate competition within the group where you've got to scratch, fight and bite to get in. And, and as Alan said, full credit to Coombs because he was poor in November. And, and how do you answer that? you just got to get out and play. You can't talk your way out of those situations. You've got to act it. And he has. Same thing for these guys now up, up in Ulster who had were given opportunities last Six Nations and in the A games that they haven't played to the same potential. So what do you do? Do you sit around and whinge and moan and say it's bias or anything? No, you don't. Just get out there, roll your sleeves up, and you've got to get into it. And you've got to do exactly what Quinny said. You've got to have a bit of aggression, a bit of a dog, and a bit of mongrel about you to fight your way back in. And that's exactly what you want. Uh, and I would say another one there that, that has had to do this is Ryan Baird. Got an early start. Might have got a bit of in front of himself, I've heard. Seems like a nice kid. But he got dropped and said, listen, you, you're not doing the right thing. So he went away, probably reinvented himself as a, as a back rower. He was playing second row before. Hugely athletic and talented guy. He's done the same thing. So all this is about competition, Stu, in every position. Uh, and I think it's a really healthy thing. And I, I, I look, I know the quality of those Ulster guys. Um, lovely blokes, a lot of them. I met a couple of them. They're really nice young men. And they've been given a little punch in the nose like Joey Carberry has. They'll go away, get your competition up, get your head around it, fight for your position. And and Ross Byrne is another great example of that. Written off, everyone puts him up, mate. I'm not, you know, Ross Byrne has said, I'm not accepting that and I'm going to show you and I'm going to prove it and I'm going to earn it. All of that, Stewie, that is real. I know it's hard for the Ulster boys and hard for you as an Ulster man, I know, but it's great for Irish rugby. It is, that, I looked at that squad and I went, wow, that's, that is a really powerful squad. You know? uh, Al Jacob Stockdale, he's still in there fighting the Ulster flag. I know you quite like him when he gets going. He just needs a bit of confidence, I would say. What do you think? Or My, my only... Um... My only fault with Jacob is um, that bit of grit and determination and um, ability to fight for 50-50 situations, i.e. high balls in the air. I think he's a wonderful player. That left boot is an incredible asset to have on any team. Um, I'm stealing Matt's line from before we went on, on here when he spoke about James Lowe and the ability that Ireland have. It's brilliant to have that option to clear your lines, uh, to do cross-field kicks, to do that wiper option, um, all that kind of stuff. And Jacob Stockdale, let's not forget, 2018, he was wonderful for Ireland. Um, uh, had to probably 
get back and, and get stronger defensively again. Um, similar situation. James Lowe, you know, had those problems and and look at him now. It's a, it's a timing thing. Um, but I think, obviously, he's an incredibly talented player. And again, it's a, there's a bit of an inkling here that this guy could could do something special on the field and he has that ability to do that. So um, it's a big boost for him. But I, I think this is a critical period for Jacob. Um, he's had injuries as well and, and, and some setbacks. Um, I think he's got to come out of his shell a little bit, shows more personality on the field when he gets chances. And and I, a little bit like Gavin, just show a bit of that bit of niggle and that bit of fight um, that, that's needed. I'm not advocating Matt is smiling there that people go around punching each other and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just that bit of body language sometimes that's required. Look at Jordan Larmer as an example, right? He's come back in. We've spoken about his X factor and that magic, the magical feat that he has. I've seen, you know, Jordan Larmer the last few weeks um, hitting malls, counter rocking, uh, incredibly aggressive. And I think Jacob needs a little bit of that. It's just that fight to say, I'm getting the whole of a jersey here. And if somebody wants it back off me, I'm going to fight like hell for it. You just need a little bit of that. That's. That's what I think we need to see out of Jacob Stockdale because uh, he's a finisher and he's someone who can get you tries and uh, he has that pace and that footballing ability. So it's a big opportunity for him. Yeah. And Matt, overall, you know, 37, but like it's a good, strong squad. And rightly so. Well, you got to remember Ireland are number one in the world, but plenty of competition across the board, isn't it? Absolutely, uh, Stu. And it's, you know, again, we've, We've got to give Andy Farrell and his coaches a lot of credit. You know, I look, I think when they took over from Joe Schmidt in 2019, it was 18 months. They really didn't have direction. They were really struggling. And I think Andy Farrell was just hanging on. And since November 21, the coaches have turned things around. They've really had a good plan. Look what they've done with all these A games and, and development matches that they've put together. And the coaching staff, the national coaching staff, have taken that on and worked their absolute bums off because they had to do Saturday-Wednesday games in New Zealand, Saturday-Wednesday games in November. But look at the depth of play that that's produced. Uh, depth, you know, look, the squad it's produced and the competition it's there. Um, there. There's, you know, 35, you know, really uh, real uh, options for starting in a test match. We know what the probably the best starting team is. But there are so many other options there. So that the problems in past World Cups, we've had injury and the players haven't been ready. They are really doing a, a great job of covering that. There's a bit of a theory, Stu, that a, a bit of analysis of teams that have won the World Cup. Everyone in the squad, not just the starting 15, the squad had around 20 caps. Around 20 caps. And there were a few exceptions, some players at six, seven, and eight down the bottom. But you look at this squad now, it's starting to move towards that. Sheen's up to 13. Um, some of the go other guys there, you know, I know McCarthy's only got one, but a lot of the players in that squad are getting up into double figures. The, the fringe players are double figures mm -hmm. as well. And that's what you want going into a World Cup. And I, I think Andy Farrell and, and his staff are to be commended for the quality of this group. And, and how I, Matt, Matt, if I could say that um, I agree with you, and I think... Um, in case there's any arguments from any of the listeners or people people who are saying that there's not enough changes since the last World Cup, 
there's, there's, I'm counting the numbers here, and I think it's 20 of these guys were not at the World Cup in yeah. 2019. Yeah. So there has been a massive shift. Now, I, I there's one or two. Um, I don't have the World Cup list with me, but it might be it, it might drop back to 19. But there's there's 19 or 20 of these guys who were not at a World Cup in this squad. So we've seen a huge shift. We've seen a huge change. Of course, you're always going to get the the, the Tyg Furlongs and the James Ryan's and you know Peter O'Mahony's, Josh van der Fleers, all these guys, Ringrose, Aki, they're all, you know they're they're playing well. They're they showed it last year. They're incredible players. So you're not going to get uh, thirty new players going to the World Cup. There's certain guys who were at the 2019 World Cup will be at this World Cup in France. But there's a lot of change, and I think Andy Farrell deserves a lot of credit. He's capped a lot of players. He's given guys a lot of opportunities. And I still think in the next number of months, um, there's still room for other guys to really stake a claim. And we may see one or two surprises come that that, that 23 that's probably announced the end of August or that, that that squad that's picked for the World Cup at the end of August. So there has been a lot of change here and it's exciting. But I don't think we'll get carried away. I don't think this Six Nations is going to define Ireland. Um, ultimately, no matter what happens here, I still think um, the World Cup is going to be incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, but we want to have a good Six Nations as well. And the the big concern here is Warren Gatland with Wales and what's, yeah. what's he going to bring and the spark that he will bring to Wales. But sure. um, it's a strong squad. And I would say as well, and, and, and you probably agree, Matt, Joey Carberry is not out of the picture here. Oh, no. I think he's. Uh, it's incredibly disappointing for him. He needs a reaction now, and he needs to be yeah. nice and calm, be looked after well by the monster coaches, and just keep working on his game. And um, this it changes very, very quickly. Yeah, Quid, could he final, have... final point on that. Sorry, Matt, before you come in, it's just you're talking about caps and new players, which they've done so well, but also the average. I know there's Sexton is obviously over 100 caps, and Murray's got 100, but the average across the board is 35, as far as yeah. I know, as far as you looked at, and like that's a pretty good place to be in. Isn't it? Oh, I think it's a great place to be in, mate. You, you, you need look. Experience is so important in at international level, and, and you know dealing with situations. You know you're going to be there's going to be a day in the World Cup as there is for every team that's that's won a World Cup or made a final where where you're not playing well for a certain period in a game, and you're going to have to coach can't dig you out dig you out of that. Once you're on the field, you're on your own. The players have got to dig dig their way out of those things. Or find a way they're in front by three. They got to they got to close it down, shut that game down. Experience does that. Connor Murray, that that's the guy who won on the field to close a game out. So, Stu, I think this is in a really strong position. I'm not saying we're going to win the World Cup because this is going to be a super tight World Cup. Super tight. You know, any any of the top six teams could do it. Australia and England are on the better side of the draw. Like this is a one. This is the closest World Cup I've seen. Uh, in, in since and I've seen them all. The cl- I think this will be the closest as far as who's going to win it in the in the history of the World Cup. But I think Ireland are in a really strong position now. Joey Carberry to finish off on Quinny's point needs to do. We're not talking a bit old school here. He needs to do exactly what you said, Alan. He needs some dog. He needs to get angry. He needs to get really angry about what's happened to him and take that out on the field uh, because he is not finished. He's a quality athlete, and a quality player, but it's competition. And that's what it's about. It's getting the competition inside the squad before you go outside. To me, 
I agree with Quinny about Gaddy, but the French game, it's one and one to me, that's one and two in the world right now. That's going to be a great, great day. I'm looking forward to that. That's the day I'm really looking forward to. Um, and France are going to come over and, with all guns blazing. So it's it's a it's it's a great Six Nations, and Ireland. I don't think there'll be a, a Grand Slam this this Six Nations. I think it'll be a. Uh, I don't think everyone will go through undefeated, but I think whoever comes out on top on that France uh, Ireland game, that could be they they could go on to win the championship. Well, Matt, I'll stop you there because we've got a preview round one in a couple of weeks. But thanks very much, Alan and Matt. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And of course, we'll be back the week before round one as Ireland play Wales on February the 4th on Virgin Media. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.